right, so I need to, I need to say this. So this is the first Sunday of Lent, and if you're visiting here, uh, or if you've just visited a couple of times, sometimes people who are new to Riverstone get a little bit nervous uh, when I don't wear shoes. And you need to understand that our people who have been here for a long time, they get really nervous when I do. And so a lot of them are wondering right now why I have on my shoes. And so I'm just going to explain to you that a little different than most people. So this is Lent, and most people give up something for Lent. I'm wearing shoes for Lent. And so for the next few Sundays, just you'll get, have to get used to seeing me in shoes. Uh, but then Easter will come. And uh, I might not even wear socks on Easter, y'all. It's going to so, be so awesome. So there you go. Just so you know what's going on in my head. Uh, I'm going to read today from uh, the Gospel of John chapter 3. And we're going to be doing baptisms today. And uh, with that in mind, uh, there's a story. Now, I want to actually pick up in verse uh, 23 of chapter 2 in the Gospel of John. Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast... Many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. And then chapter 3, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Verse 3, in reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. How can a man be born when he's old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or, from, or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Lord, I pray uh, that you would speak to us today, uh, that we would hear your voice, that we would understand what it is uh, that you want to say to us today. We open our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, and Jesus tells him, uh, you must be born again. In other words, you, you have to be born twice. Uh, you have to be born of the water, and you have to be born of the Spirit. And uh, water birth is physical birth. And um, I, I would assume that most of you, all of you, have experienced that. Um, if you didn't experience physical birth, I'm not sure how you got here, but you can explain it to me later. Uh, but everyone here in this room, I'm pretty confident, has experienced physical birth, birth 
water birth. But Jesus said you also have to have spiritual birth. And not everyone in this room has experienced spiritual birth. Now, here's some things that you need to know as we, as we talk about being born again and, and the necessity of being born again. There are some basic things uh, that we need to know. And, and one, number one is that God is holy. God is holy. And because God is holy, he cannot fellowship with sin. And so if we are going to fellowship with him, if we are going to have relationship with this holy God. Sin has to be removed. Now, the second thing we need to understand is that God is just. He's just, and so because he's just, he can't just ignore sin or or just move it away. He has to judge it. He has to judge sin because he is just, He told Adam and Eve in the very beginning, if you do this, you will die. Uh, Romans 6 tells us, uh, verse 23, that the wages of sin is death. And so there has to be a death to pay for sin. And so it's either we die for our own sin or someone else die for us. Now here's the issue. Anyone who dies who has sinned is dying for their own sin. And so the only one who can die for your sin, the only one who can die for someone else's sin, is someone who has no sin of their own. And so only the death of Jesus can remove your sin and create for you the possibility of having relationship with God. So God is holy, God is just. The third thing we need to understand is that God is merciful. And because he is merciful, he is willing to withhold judgment for a season. He's willing to withhold judgment for a time. Mercy means, uh, God having mercy towards us, means that we do not receive what we deserve. We deserve death and hell. And God withholds that for a time. That's his mercy. God is also full of grace, and in his grace, grace means giving you something you don't deserve. So mercy is not giving you what you do deserve, and grace is giving you what you don't deserve. And what we don't deserve is forgiveness and life and relationship with him, and he offers that to us. So the wages of sin is death, but... The free gift of God is life in Christ. So back to Nicodemus. Jesus says you have to be born again. In other words, you have to be born twice. So here's the deal. You can be born once and die twice, or you can be born twice and die once. If you choose only to be born once, then you're born physically and you die physically, and then you die spiritually. Because you have no relationship with God, you do not have eternity with him. But if you choose to die twice, which means, or if you choose to to die once and be born twice, then you're physically born, you're spiritually born, and you only die one time. You don't die spiritually, you die physically, 
and then you live forever spiritually. So you can choose. You can either be born once and die twice, or you can be born twice and die once. So life comes to us through Jesus. Now, there, are, there were a lot, a lot of times in my life when I had a desire to be better. Anybody ever had the desire to be better? Just, I just, you just went, ah, I'm, I need to be better. I, I had a lot of times in my life growing up when I wanted to be better. I, I'm, I can remember making a New Year's resolution to be better and breaking it by January 15th. I, I can remember making a specific New Year's resolution to go to church more. And, and that didn't last very long either because these were decisions that I was making. Uh, many of us, and many times in my life, I had a desire to do better. And then there came a night when I met Jesus. Now, I grew up in a, in a family that went to church. I can honestly say to you that I have believed in God my whole life, intellectually. I have believed there is a God. I even believed that Jesus was his son. And I even believed that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. I believed all those things. But I didn't put my faith in what he had done for me until I was 18 years old. So it's not enough just to have an intellectual knowledge that there is a God. His invitation to us, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, is to be born again. You've been born physically. Now you must be born spiritually. And the way that you're born spiritually is by surrendering your life, putting your faith in God, not just intellectually agreeing that he exists, but putting your faith in him and surrendering your life to him, saying to him, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. I am asking you today to forgive me of my sin and to come into my life. Jesus, would you put your spirit in me? Jesus, I believe you died for my sin and rose again. I want to receive the fruit of your death and resurrection. Would you put your spirit in me and make me a part of your family? You were physically born into an earthly family. You must be spiritually born into a heavenly forever family. And that is his invitation to us. Surrender to me and be born again. Be born a second time. As we have uh, some young people uh, coming today to be baptized, that, that is the choice that they're making, is to put their faith and their trust in Jesus and be born again and, and 
water baptism is saying publicly, I have trusted in Jesus. I have been born again. I have been born a second time. And so they make a public profession of that through baptism today. Now, what I want to say to the rest of you is that there, there are people in this room. Now, if you're wondering, does he know something about me that I haven't told him? I'm not, I don't have names and faces in mind when I say this. I just know that in a room this size with this many people, there are people in this room who have never been born again. So I'm not judging you. I'm just stating what I believe is a fact. And I'm saying to you that today could be your day. If the Lord is speaking to you, if, you, if you're struggling in your heart right now, if you, if you would love nothing better than to run out the back door right now, then this is probably your day. And so as these come who have chosen to be baptized today, I want to ask you to pray. Listen to what the Lord is saying to you. And after we have baptized them, we're going to open up the front for anyone who wants to come and say yes to Jesus. And then who knows, we, we could baptize you today as well. So, okay? All right. So if you're being baptized today, uh, if you would come, parents, if you would bring the young ones, uh, that would be amazing. And y'all can just come all the way up on the stage. And uh, if there are staff people, I know Matt and uh, Becky and any other staff that want to come and help us, that would be amazing as well. Y'all right, stay right there for just a second. Let me, hey, Matt, do you think we can move this thing a little bit? I just would like it kind of out in the light. It's kind of in the dark. So much better. All right. Right, this is Evelyn. Evelyn, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Y'all extend your hands up this way and let's pray for Evelyn. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Evelyn. We thank you for saving her. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live inside of her. And I pray that today she would know more deeply than she's ever known, that her sins are forgiven and that her life is in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. So, y'all watch Evelyn. So, uh, today, 
as our people are baptized, they're going to exit down the center aisle. And uh, so you'll have a chance. Everybody gets a chance to, to see them because we think that's awesome. Down the center. There you Follow Alyssa. Here we go. All right. This is, this is Amber. Uh, Amber, I baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for Amber. We just bless her today. We thank you, God, for saving her. Thank you for the second birth. We pray that today she would know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that she is yours. Her sins are forgiven forever. In Jesus' name, amen. John. Thank you, Lord. John, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for John, and we thank you for the life that you have invited him into. Lord, we speak over John today. Your calling, your destiny, all of the things that are in your heart for him. I pray, God, that he would know uh, that you have pursued him. As, as much as he thinks he has pursued you, Just, I pray that he would know today that you have pursued him. You've never taken your eyes off of him, not even once. And so we pray, God, that he would know that as surely as you have pursued him, you will continue to lead him. Holy Spirit, fill him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Fill him, Lord, that he would walk in a greater place of intimacy and power than he's ever known before. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Ryan. Ryan, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for Ryan. We thank you for saving him. Lord, we pray today that he would feel your presence all around him, that he would feel your presence in him, that he would know that you are so near to him and he is so dear to you. I pray, God, that, that more completely, more fully, more deeply than he's ever known before, he would know today that his sins have been forgiven. He is clean. He is washed. In Jesus' name, amen. John. John, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you for him. We bless him today. Fill him, Lord. Pour your spirit on him in Jesus' name. Grace, Grace, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for Grace. We bless her today. I pray that she would know, Lord, deep in her heart, their sins are forgiven. They're separated as far as the east is from the west. You've made her completely clean. Lord, fill her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. ask our prayer teams if they would come and get in place at this time. Uh, ministry teams. As we continue to worship for a few minutes, If you're here today and you know that you've never been born again or you, you're not sure, you just would say today, I, I don't know, then I, I urge you, encourage you to come and receive prayer today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. It doesn't say tomorrow, next week, next month, sometime that's more convenient. 
says today. And so, if you don't know him, if you've never said yes, today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you just move across this room, front to back, left to right, all across the room. We pray that you would convict and you would convert. In Jesus' name, amen.